fan podcast for march 15th it's your host david palermo find me on the twitter um num bills Where, fan i don't know why yeah. i just lost track there you lost track because you said it's the 15th you added an extra like th in there and i thought it was great well i was gonna say the fifth and i say myself and i mean we could just stop this and redo it but that would be like the third time so i'm not yeah i'm your co-host adam d Follow me on Twitter at NumBillsAdamD. So Western Upstate New York, we're in Rochester. I don't think Buffalo has it as rough as us right now, but uh, I had a snow day at work, and we're construction. So when contractors call you and tell you, hey, sir, might want to get to it tomorrow. It's like, wait, what? It's like hard to accept. I'm not supposed to have a snow day. No. Like, somebody could die in your family, and if you're losing money <laughs> working. Yeah, if you've never worked a construction job, they will send you up a 40-foot metal ladder in the middle of a lightning storm. It don't matter. Yeah, seriously. Uh, you Stuff gotta, must go on. you got to change that light bulb. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, it's kind of weird. So, we're actually podcasting a little bit earlier today. Um, so, I like it, though. I like the time slot, man. It feels It feels good. Yeah, I actually decided to talk into my mic, too. I sound, I sound sexy. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of the old school, like, after after the workday flow we used to get into. Yeah, I kind of, that's why I like the season, because usually the nights we do it, I have something to do around 7, and, and when we're doing a Monday podcast, and, and I kind of like coming home in the groove, thinking really fast, on my toes, and, and like, diving deep. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of our best shows were the ones that we, like, squeezed in between, like, getting out of work and going to hockey and shit. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, well, welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. And uh, we do a podcast about the Bills. Clearly, you found us. If this is your first time listening, thank you for finding us. We'll tell you, you right You did out. the right thing. No, you didn't. Um, you did the right thing. No, you didn't. Don't let this guy fool you. You did the right thing. You did the wrong thing. And... We we love our we love our little community we got, aka Deacon and I. And uh hope you enjoy it. So let's get this rolling. The Bills have made some moves. If you're looking for some good content, listen to our last podcast. Um Deacon and I got off the bat really great talk about Tyrod's contract, the future. Uh, check out our description. Uh all of our stuff is what's that? That was actually right after the last major storm that swept through here. Three days ago, we had a huge windstorm followed by a huge, like, 20 inches of snow blizzard, winds blowing all all directions. It's chaos out there. Yeah, I lost power for three days. Like I was only out a day and a half, and it felt like a year. It was hell. It was I know so... that's the most first world, like, <laughs> white bread thing to say, but sorry. It was, dude, it was, to, to give people, listeners, a description real quick of what it was like. We were driving around, and I picked Deacon up. I had to go to a job, and uh, I picked him up to take him for a drive, and we were just driving around. 
on the lake in Rochester on Lake Road in actually Webster, Ontario area, if you know the area. And it was like literally like Shaun of the Dead where you're in a serious zombie movie. There's chaos. Like the drive throughs were just packed. I was pissed off that Savers was closed. I was like, what the f- hell are you talking about? Savers is closed. Are you serious? So then we end up at Goodwill ah, and I shit. bought some Bill's glasses. I was going to say, Savers is closed. Where are you going to get a two ninety nine VCR now in 2017? Exactly. How am I going to flip this on eBay? Yeah, I'm going to start a new podcast called I'm Sick of People Telling Me You Can't Find Money. And <laughs> what the hell are you doing with yourself? Get your ass to Goodwill and Savers, okay? You got your smartphone, you got your Snapchat? Well, download the damn eBay app and stop being a loser. Pay yeah, I was going to say, I don't think my broke ass is going to be co-hosting that one. Yo, for people like Adam Deacon, make money now. I'm just going to have all these, the most gaudy things ever. Like an Italian horn necklace around my neck. Make cash now, fast. No, I'm Bill's fan. Yo, we <laughs> should totally make like Italian horn necklaces with MBF engraved on it. No, we really shouldn't. Can we get an upvote for that on, on the internet somewhere? I'm ready to die. I'm ready to die. All right. All right so, all yo, right, so, uh, <laughs> numbillsfan.com has all of our shit. Go on there. Wednesday, today, right now. Bills for, Life dot, Bills for Life presents us on their Facebook show. Or Damn it, Deacon. Can you just explain it? Every Wednesday night, right around 7 p.m., our good friends over at BillsForLife.com present Numb Bills Fan Live, a Facebook Live session with Dave and Adam. Yeah, us, these guys. That's right. You get to come on there. You get to talk with us. You see our little faces. Dave sounds like he's going through some uh, stress management <coughs> techniques right now, and that's fine. Um, so if you, if you haven't before, make sure you, you link up with us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash NumBillsFan is our page. Give us a like. You'll get a notification when we go on. And you can also catch it live every Wednesday in the Bills Mafia Facebook group, which is run by BillsForLife.com and has damn near 60,000 hardcore Bills fans in it. Easily the biggest Bills community on the Internet. You should get over there, like their page, like our page. Facebook.com slash NumBillsFan is the place to be. For the live show on Wednesdays. Did I buy you enough time, guy? You good? I'm good. I just, I'm sorry. I've been getting over a cold. Um, Sounds like a pretty nasty uh, cough you got going with it. Yeah, it was like yellow smoke, man. Um, So don't forget punchrunksports.com. We're brought to you by those guys. And uh, we are a part of their coming soon podcast network. That we've yes. been talking about for a while. So forthcoming <laughs> podcast network from Punch Drunk Sports. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and check out Sam Tripoli. He is doing a bunch of stuff. He's got a bunch of stuff coming up. He has another podcast. Um, I think it's a conspiracy podcast. I have it's in my queue. Um also Ari Shafir, great comedian, and Jason Tebow, Falcons fan. Um, you know, Give those guys a follow. Find them. They are good follows. Great sports guys, and they will cut it to your reel with sports. So, yeah, um, especially if you're into UFC. Oh my god, their UFC shit cracks me. And they up, know what man. they're talking about for the most part too, because they have the resources of you know Brendan Schaub, 
Joe Rogan, you know, other Tate Fletcher, like guys who who have lived MMA. So if you're like really yeah. in the MMA, like it's it's a Punch Drunk is a great podcast and it's funny as fuck. Like no joke. All right. I think we're done here. Oh, also, by the way, a special shout out to Heather Simon. If anybody knows Heather Simon, we don't know anything yet, but um, she had some stuff happen in her life. Uh, house fire, really bad. Um, and lost some loved ones. Lost lost all her bills gear. I mean, things. It, it's just the most heartbreaking shit. That, find that find her, find her, or somebody who knows her, and. Uh, you know, there should be a GoFundMe. We're going to look into this yeah, soon. We'll, if not, we'll we're going to set one up. So We'll have some links on our account and everything. Um, and we'll have some more info about that in the coming days. So keep your eyes peeled and our hearts go out to you, Heather. Yeah, she's like, seriously, like, I, I couldn't, when we were starting our Facebook live shows, I'm like, is that really Heather Simon watching us? Like, come on, Heather, you got better shit to do than watch our dumb asses on Facebook, right? Yeah, and I mean no. the whole time, the whole time you're sitting in three thirty one. She's sitting in three thirty, right? Yeah, and the last game oh. I ended up watching it. I ended, we ended up watching that Miami game, pretty much together the whole game. Um, that the the last home game, and it was crazy because we're talking shit. We're like, oh my god, can you believe they come back? And we're like, oh my god. They're like, wait, what bells and shit is gonna happen? And oh then, my then god, that field, pissed me off. You should have seen so that. Bad. You should have seen that field goal, dude, in person, fifty yard line. Mid 300s. Okay, great view. If you're a real football fan, you don't give a fuck if you're five rows up or like in the three mid because you can see everything. I love being up there. And I just see this ball, the worst kick fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I've seen my dad when I was a kid, really wrong, but I've seen my dad pump my cat off the front porch better than that when he fucking pissed him off. Yeah, animal abuse. Well, guess what? It's too late to fucking arrest him now. Okay, he's over it. I wonder what the statute of limitation is on that. I don't know, but allegedly he punted the cat off the front porch, and it was a better-looking kick than what that kicker from Miami did to go through the uprights. I couldn't believe it. And Dan Carpenter misses. Everybody, when we need a field goal here, misses. All right, anyways. So, and and Rand, support Heather Simon. You know what? Yes, but the Dan Carpenter... Dan Carpenter era is over. I got someone new that I can pin our problems on. Yo, Donald Jones said that that could be the best signing. Like the most impactful signing is Steven Hauschka. Like for real. I'm very excited to see, see what he's got for us. I mean, we, we know that kicking in that stadium is a challenge. They always talk about, the swirling winds at the new era, the new era, Ralph. Right, rich stadium. But yo, you want? He brought up a good point, though. You want to talk about pressure? You got a Super Bowl winning kicker, man. Like he's yeah. been in the highest pressure you can be in. Well, yeah, he's been there, shit talkers. I, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, dude. And that's one thing. That's one thing I do like about the Seattle Seahawks organization is I feel like there is a good sense of accountability with those guys. I feel like those guys get on each other's case and won't accept failure. You know what I Yo, mean? Yo, you know who had great insight into that? Not to cut you off, but I'm sure what I'm going to tell you is way cooler than what you're going to tell me. Um, is like, see what I did there? Um, Fred Jackson was actually on with John Murphy a couple months ago. Uh, I remember this specifically because I was on a scaffold. 
in a pool room that had no concrete poured yet, and it was a painted balls. Anyways, so I was climbing around this thing, and Fred Jackson was on, and he was talking about being out in Seattle and the whole Richard Sherman deal, whatever. And uh, what, what he mentioned was the guys are always competing, right? And, and, and coaches always say that shit. And, and like what some some other coach speak I want to talk about too was, uh, oh man, Sean McDermott really likes first style players. Remind me to go back to that after this rant. But like they talk about, you know, you want to have competition, whatever, whatever. It, it, Fred Jackson made it sound like Seattle made it fun. Like, Pete Carroll made it fun to go to work. Like, they always had, like, some little side games going on. And every coach, as my father would say, one of the best lines my dad's ever said in my life, everyone fucks differently. What's that mean? You, How do you win? You could do it like Belichick. You could do it like Pete Carroll. Polar opposite people. Now, So what you're saying is you can hit it from the front, you can hit it from the back? You can hit it any way you want. The end result is the championship. It's glory, right? So how do you want to get to your glory? You want Emmett Smith size holes? That Dale's offensive line in the nineties? Or do you want little sideways ones where you gotta wedge through like McCoy? You know, I don't know what to tell you. You know how how much agility you got. It depends on what you're working with. But for real, you gotta have an atmosphere where guys want to go to work. And it feels like the Bills kind of had that with Rex Ryan because they could just get away with everything. And during the Chan Gailey days and Buddy Nick's days, it was, oh, we need this high-character guy. You know, he's a good guy, you know. There was not one guy that the Bills brought in during the Chan Gailey years that, that talked like a shithead. Not at all. And if they talked like a shithead, they were already on the team. And frankly, it's like when, when Doug Marone and... Doug Wee took over. I, I love that they were just bringing in fucking nasty dudes. You know what I mean? I didn't care. I was like, great, bring in these dudes. I don't care. But it seems like what's happened is, is now we got five years of a bunch of coordinators for these guys, a bunch of this and that for these players. And you had a coach that didn't care in Marone about you. You had a coach in Rex Ryan where he let you do whatever the hell you wanted. Well, now you're in a situation where, cool, yeah, we preach keep our own, keep our own. Well, now we got Marcel Darius, fat as hell. And unfortunately, he is costing the Bills a lot of money. Look at this cap situation the Bills are in. Okay, you got guys like, like Lorenzo Alexander resigning again. I'm so happy. You got Kyle Williams coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yo, if they don't do it this year, you got to figure it out. If you don't do it this year, make some shit happen this year. Where you at next year? And, and this Bill's culture thing, I think is a real deal. And I've been shitting on this whole culture idea for a long time. But let me tell you something. I am. I always wanted a coach like Rex Ryan and, on the Bills. And when people say, oh, you know, just the players weren't accountable, like Manish Mehta, other reporters, uh, you know, he just wasn't accountable for his players as much as he should have been. And, 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 and you and I poo-pooed on that all day. You're not, you know what I mean? Oh, there you go. That's who you get with Rex teams. Well, guess what? That, that is what happened. Those pro football talk comments I saw, that is what happened. Watch what happens in two years. We're going to be talking. You can't wait to get rid of them. And I wasn't, I can't wait to get rid of them. But if year three with Rex came around again and, and we had exactly what we saw the first two years, which was like a rank 18, 19 defense, and you're a defensive guy, and, and the Pagulas take out their balls and, and put the money on the table, and you can't show any results or get 
11 freaking guys in a playoff game practically against the Dolphins on the field in time. Yeah, you know what? You do that another year, yeah, you get the fuck out of Buffalo. For real. I'll paint your truck for you white. I'll actually paint it Patriot colors so it gets blown up. You know, and it, it, but other than that, it's like, you know what? Let's let Sean McDermott, I've been like really quiet with this coach crap because I've been so jaded of new coaches, as, as I've said. Like, I'm just exhausted of it, but now I'm pumped. Now we're seeing this team get built. We're seeing clues to the team, what's going on. And right off the bat, it's like, let's get this culture thing fixed. You got Lorenzo Alexander coming back. And you got just, it seems like, guys that can form good sentences and talk intelligent who seem like they, quote, unquote, love the game when you hear them in interviews. Right. And uh, and some of these uh, some of these new signings have really shown that, you know, Mike Tolbert, when, when he did his his introductory interview and Micah Hyde, they, they both just seem like such like upstanding teammates, you know? And I think there, I think there is some definite value to that, but the same, you know, again, I have a mix, I have mixed views on it. Cause uh, when we signed IKN and Polly right after he punched Geno Smith in the face, I was like, yeah, get that dude, get him. Maybe you'll punch him in the face during a game. Yeah. It's the kind of guys we want. And, and I agree with you. Right, right, because, like, you know, sometimes I, I try to tell myself, like, hey, well, we're not trying to sell used cars. We're trying to play football. Like, I don't need I don't need a damn ambassador at the podium. I need someone who's going to, you know, excuse the French, fuck shit up. Nah, and, yeah, it's, there's so many different ways, again, to get what result you want. But one thing that needs to happen is, these players need to take accountability for other players. I don't like hearing Lorenzo Alexander at the end of the season talking about all the problems. And now this year he's like, yeah, I'll be calling that shit out. And, you know, I think he's going to have a big role on the team. So it, it, expect him out there. He's a very versatile yeah, guy. He he just did this Whole30 diet. I've done the Whole30 a couple times. One day, once it was only 30 days. My first time was 28. Next time was 10. So I was talked into breaking it because, you know, the holidays are coming. I was like, all right, all right. And, uh. Oh, yeah, dude. I couldn't. I could not Whole30 at all. I think between, I did 32 the last time. Be, between November and December. No, sorry. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's, don't even don't even talk to me. I mean, don't even talk to me anyways, because I want snacks, but Dude, I'm telling you, man, when you when you do the whole thirty thing and you see Lorenzo Alexander doing that, to me it says he's trying to get is he trying to get even lighter so he can run faster? You know what I mean? Like, get, yeah, that, he's trying to get lean, baby. That's what I'm saying. He's trying to drop even more weight and he posted up on his Twitter or his Instagram, was it me both? I forgot. And uh, <coughs> very impressive results. And if you haven't done the whole 30 thing, just, just Google it. And I'll tell you right now, if you can sustain it for 30 days, you will hit ketosis. You'll start dropping weight. And honestly, when you start eating again, like after your quote unquote 30 days, you might actually like change what you even desire to take in. It's really changed my life. I dropped a ton of weight. Like, and we started this podcast, by the way, two year anniversary ish. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yesterday or today is the two year anniversary of my first show, which was the second episode. So I just know that because it showed me it on Facebook. 
but yeah, <laughs> we've been doing this for two years now. Totally, man. So, you know, buy I, us a cake. It's our birthday. I was I was a lot happier back then. I was like one ninety five ish, and now I'm probably one. I might even be one fifty five ish. I'm I'm seeing ribs. I got some ab formations. It's kind of cool, man. The light hits it the right way. You got a good picture to send out to the honeys on the Tenderverse. But I don't do that because kind of locked down now. You know what I'm saying? They're actually in her apartment, and she's nice enough to let me use it. But there are some ab formations. And thank you, Whole30, for changing my taste buds. I eat salad without dressing now, and I love it. But I don't. It's not. It's it's still salad, but I don't need the damage. I don't need the dressing. Right, anyway, so speaking of the Bills making moves for Twitter you know, picks, there is one salad I like before we move on. I like I like a nice house salad, extra croutons, hold the lettuce. Yes, yeah, so you can't have the croutons on there in the whole thirty, because bread's a waste of time. Anyways. Uh, but they're like little crunchy garlic breads. They're so good. Uh, all right. Bills are making moves. So the Bills seem to be in a little conundrum right now. Um, you got this center position here. You got Groy, who did he sign his t- – he signed with the Rams, right? Did he actually – I think the Bills, no, the no, Bills no, had no, five no, days no, no. to match it. Yeah, yeah. The Bills – the Bills have, I think, through this weekend to to match the offer. Um, the Rams gave him an offer sheet that's good for two years, $5 million, $3.5 million guaranteed. Um, now, the things to keep in mind with this, Ryan Groy, he's 26 years old. He's a versatile player. He's played all over the interior. They say he can even play tackle in a pinch. And Eric Wood, who is now 30, he's coming up on his contract year. So, they got a decision to make here. They need to. They they only got a few more days to make it. Right. So, I mean, man, Donald Jones had this idea of moving him the right tackle that I kind of bought into, and and even Murph was pretty fascinated with. A lot of people started catching traction on that, and it's like, you know, if you were to cut Eric Wood next year or this year, you're talking four million dollars. Four four million three hundred sixteen thousand dollars in some change, so like four point three mil. That's a lot of money in dead cap. And honestly, he's a good ass player. I mean, he's making four mil base, one point eight mil signing bonus, roster bonus two fifty, workout bonus one fifty, and uh, he's got another bonus. So I mean, his cap hit is seven million dollars this year. Like, yo, that's a you said lot. Seven million? <laughs> yeah, dude, seven point five million dollars. I would think that maybe that maybe Eric Wood looks to restructure. I, I, if I was him, actually. Oh yeah, no. If he, I actually, was him, he already did. Remember, he did that little extension thing. Oh Be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Right, so they already did that, but I think they got to do it again. So maybe they're doing that run-a-player deal. You know, that seems to be like what everybody's talking about now. Shorter contracts, you pretty much pay him a little bit. But the Groy situation, I mean, dude, you're talking somebody who is solid. And, you know, unfortunately, how much money can you pay a backup? That's the hardest part. And if you could get Wood to restructure again, bleed him out a little bit more. Because they paid him. 
They paid him up until he restructured last year. And he has been relatively healthy and, and really and really stable. But we were talking right. about, like, what about maybe if if you lose Groy, could you bring – I mean, I, I don't know, man. You, you can't cut Eric Wood. You, you shouldn't cut Eric Wood. No, but, I mean, he should also be realistic about the fact that we got a guy that we can get for about a third of the cost that's four years – that's four years younger, not saying he's any better. Um, you know, I did see some numbers. I did see some numbers out there this week that uh, he was a little bit more efficient in pass protection, but I get, I understand there was also a significant drop off in his play on, on running downs. So it's a trade off. Right. Huh? It's 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 a weird conundrum, uh, but he, I I don't know. I I really don't know. I I called this on Twitter. I wouldn't be shocked if in round three they find like a value center. You know what I mean? You got it's time you think about that position, anyways. And, and and unless John Miller can take snaps at center, which I don't know, I'm not. I wouldn't want to move him. But as far as his 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 football acumen. As far as his intelligence level, he's got it. Um, John Miller, man, what a player. What a player. Third-round draft pick a couple years ago. And that kid looks like he's down south working hard. I follow him on Instagram. And, um, man, I can't be happier with that. So, you know, they did bring in that, that guard, Dukas. Very interesting interviews with him if, if uh, in, in a presser. Uh, Vladimir Dukas and uh he played with the offensive line coach from here. Um, right, in Baltimore, right? Yep, yep, in Baltimore. So, And uh, what's his name, Juan Castillo? Juan so, Castillo, yep. What he was saying is is uh, when he hit Baltimore and he worked with Juan Castillo, he's like, you know, that guy actually taught me. And, you know, you hear – you just from guys you hear, like veteran players and players, they'll tell you if you listen to them carefully – we want to be taught. We don't want to be yelled at. We want to be taught. And it seems like this guy is that teacher. And I know that teaching things and overused, you know, fundamental football. Just not play. Yeah, I remember. I guess, no, 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 no. That's well, not even like overblown, that. dog. That's not even overblown. That is so critical. Because as as you were talking about this, for whatever reason, the thing that popped into my head is, Man, I really thought getting Ed Reed as our defensive backs coach was gonna pan out for us. And to to be honest, I think our secondary play took a step back. And it might just be as simple as Ed Reed is a great safety, one of the best to do it, maybe the best of my lifetime, first ballot Hall of Famer, no matter who you ask, pretty much. But that doesn't mean he can coach. It doesn't mean he can play. And Keep that in mind because I get on some of these social media groups and sites and people have this like idea that like our, our ticket to winning the Super Bowl is get Jim Kelly to be the quarterback's coach and Thurman Thomas to be the running back's coach. Get Bruce Smith in here coaching the defensive line. Bring in Taskers, our special teams coordinator. And it's just like, nah, man, like these dudes haven't put their eggs in that basket. Like there are guys out here who have invested the last 20 years of their life into being a coach. These guys took a step away from the game and decided to go different routes. Like 
bringing them back now isn't going to help us necessarily. I'm not, I'm not trying to poo poo on anybody from the nineties bills, but they're not going to solve your 2017 problems. You, you want a good teacher that's been, been actively doing this the entire time. 100%. No matter how great a player was, it doesn't always translate to coaching. And I feel like in the NFL, it rarely translate, translates into coaching. You know, you see things like, oh, yeah, you know, you got, you got your damn Broncos out there with John Elway as the general manager and this and that. And uh, Yeah, but John Elway put in work. Last I checked, Jim Kelly didn't go to, like, anything to do with scouting. He didn't do, you know, and, and it's like, I don't want to hear well, about. Well, no, that's, that's, that's exactly the point I'm yeah, making. I'm exactly, saying, I exactly. The, I see the Denver situation. I see why it's appealing. I see, like, the nostalgia factor at play there, but it doesn't mean it's going to work. They already did. They already did. They brought in the 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 Hall of Fame coach Marv Levy back to play GM, and it freaking failed, like really hard. Took a nosedive, and and that's why it's like, man, what the hell? All these dumb PR moves. Like, it just shows you how much the organization really does listen to its fans too much. It's kind of like ridiculous. That's why I think if there's a positive spin. Not positive spin, but at least just another outlet of more objective look. Us is what I'm saying. Like we just try to look at it a little bit more objectively. We, you know, than 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 the negative crap. I don't even want to say negative, but it's it's just so easy to to just crush easy stuff. So you know, real quick though, on the offensive line, the Bills seem to be ready to spend some money at the right tackle position, and. Uh, well, right. They were they were trying to to look at Ricky Wagner. They had Andre Smith in for a visit. That didn't pan out. They gave Jordan Mills a, another contract, two years, three point eight million. Dirt cheap. And, and and on a side note on that, three point eight million. And he his first for this year, one point six mil. Okay, if you cut him, he costs four hundred thousand on the dead cap, which kind of sucks, but it's it's not bad. So no, there's definitely the option to get rid of them. It's not, it's not a situation that you can't overcome like the Marcel Darius thing to bring that up again. Like there's nothing we can do with that dude, except hope he does better this year. Unless you Osweiler him. Okay. Yeah. There's that. There's, there's that, but still with some of the off the field issues, it's, it's going to be hard to find a partner on that. Yep. Yep. Um, and and they were looking at uh, who were they looking at again? They had the Smith guy. <laughs> yeah, they had they had Andre Smith, Ricky Wagner, a couple guys on the radar. Um, I don't know, man. That's one of the positions I'm hoping they can get done in a uh, in a like a mid round in the draft, like third round maybe. I would like to see them address that that tackle position at least to like get a second option. Wasn't there a guy you kind of liked your railing off about? You saw an article from Bill, on Bill's Wire, and um, you know, give them a little shout out. Uh, I forgot what the hell you're telling me, Antonio Garcia. Yeah, yes, and he is a big dude. He is huge. I don't have his measurables in front of me. Give me one second to look him up again. I think it would be a good value, and that's what I expect. Is I feel like you can find good offensive linemen 
um, in, in mid rounds. And, you know, it, it's a position where I was talking interior alignment, uh, where you could develop the guy for a year or two. You know what I mean? You could really bring somebody in. Um, and there's, you know, like I was no, or I'm not even going to talk. Never mind. Um, but yeah, as far as the tackle position, I mean, you got, I, I want the dope smokers, get all the, get all the potheads. Get all the potheads, because that shit's going to eventually, it's got to become legal. It's got to become legal. And uh mentioned it before, I'll mention it again on the weed thing. Arian Foster was on the Joe, Joe Rogan podcast, really listened to it. He talks about it, how he had to like sign a waiver for some dumbass painkiller stuff that's like, yeah, we're not responsible if anything happens to you, but you could take this, but you can't take weed. So, um... Anyways, and he talks about having surgery, and, like, his dad's, like, you know, he's complaining about having pain, and the painkillers ain't working. His dad's like, man, stop. And he goes and gets him some weed. He says, he's like, you need some weed, and the weed help. So, anyways, that's what you're dealing with. So, find me that guy, the guy that is, like, Tyron Matthew, who can't pass a drug test. Like, yeah, seriously, that- dude, find me that guy. That might blow up in your that might blow up in your face for another ten years or so though. The NFL's really slow when it comes to uh anything that's even mildly progressive. Yeah, seriously, right? Um, I don't know. I, I heard that they were looking at, you know People are screaming Santral Henderson right now. Chill, fam. Exactly though. Yeah. Serviceable no, heard, seventh rounder and he got through he got you through a year. And, and he's good. And I I heard that the league is actually looking at an exemption. For his for his suspension, I'm not sure how where that's at. I I, I heard that maybe a month or so ago that they're going to take a look at the the policy and uh, you know the the pending suspensions. Really, due to it. but again, I'm not going to hold my breath waiting for the NFL to get a rule change right. Like, oh my god, I'd be dead a thousand times. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I guess you could look right right tackle in the draft. I would hope that the Henderson thing gets squared away because he's he's a good player, man. I really like him. Always been a fan. Uh, what do you what are your thoughts on the receivers they brought in? They brought in Corey Brown. He was with the Panthers, and they brought in Jeremy Butler on a really cheap deal, six hundred twenty five thousand dollars for him. Corey Brown, I couldn't find anything on him for for money yet on SpotTrack dot com, and uh, I had a thought. Um, Again, it's kind of influenced. It's very influenced, so homerish. From the John Murphy show, they're going over guys out there. And uh, Kamar Aiken, I think that is a guy that value and production, and when it's time, when your number's called to shine, he shines. And um, I guess he's not going back to Baltimore because he. Not that he won't play special teams. He wants an opportunity to play receiver. And when Steve Smith came back and, and they got Mike Wallace and, you know, they had another dude on Baltimore, he, he, you know, flew down the depth chart again. But when everybody was hurt, when his number was called, we were all like, shit, man, look at Kamara Aiken tearing it up. Practice squad guy from the Bills tearing it up. Man, how the, how do we let this one slip through the cracks? Seems like we can't even find a receiver. You're telling me all the injuries we've had over the years, we can't plug this kid in there? 
We got Mike Williams, man, who I always wanted to get in the game, and this kid's, like, on the practice squad, I think, the same year, and, and, and he can't get in, you know? So, I, man, you, you want to talk good opportunity to show yourself. Uh, look, get him in here on an affordable deal. Justin Hunter just got signed to the Steelers. Uh, I, man, Kamar Aiken sounds like a good value pick, the kind of guy that the Bills really like the kind of guys that they like were, were, were value and production. And he had the one year, but Hey, you got to make the most out of your opportunity. And how many times do you see players get opportunity? And then it's like, no, no, he's going to develop. No, he, he, he's a worker. He's a worker, man. Well, I got a, uh, I got an article pulled up on my screen over here and the article came from uh, Jeff Hunter at Buffalo rumblings. And it, it actually popped up, uh, just before 4.30 today, and it looks like there was a little oopsie. It looks like the Bills made an offer to uh, Oakland Raiders receiver Andre Holmes, and the Players Association accidentally publicized the, uh, the contract before it was finalized. So there was a little, there was a little announcement that the Bills signed, signed him, but they uh, actually have not. I don't, know where, I don't know where the situation sits as of now. But it looks like uh, they're talking to to Andre Holmes from from the Raiders, and I mean that's a that's a six foot five target right there. That that would uh, kind of fill the Justin Hunter role pretty well, if you ask me. Not not a real huge dude, six foot five, two oh eight. That's a little wiry for how tall he is, but hey, I mean. We've that's, had smaller receiver. I no, mean, that's like Gumby, dude. But I mean, that's also Randy Moss's Gumby out there too. So, hey, I mean, if it he, is if he can get up there, if he can get up there and get it in the red zone, I don't care. I don't care if he's Gumby. I would sign Gumby, Stretch Armstrong, all those limber fucking toys from back in the day. Yo, sign him up. All I got lastly is uh, defensive end Ryan Davis. They signed him up. And, uh, oh, yeah, he's here. Very interesting, very, very interesting guy. Well, what are your thoughts on him? Do you have anything? Well, it's another one of these signings that's leaving a lot of Bills fans kind of wondering, like, what the hell's going on here? Like, what about what about these other these other positions? But I'm not sweating. I'm not sweating anything. Like, at first, I, I, I was a little taken back. I was like, oh, a defensive end. That's weird. But um. I think I think there is is a need for for solid depth there. Um, you know, there was definitely some guys that I was hoping to see get deals done. Ledger Doosable is one of them. Um, I know he's not really like an edge guy like that, but um, defensive line depth is always always an option. And to be honest, I don't know enough about the dude's game to really like say like, oh, that's that's a great value or or not. So that this is this is a wait and see for me. What I like about it is it, it, it sounds like similar to the Zach Brown situation, which, uh, by the way, he had a visit to the Raiders, um, which you were actually saying was kind of interesting with Khalil Mack and stuff. So that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, dude. They would, they would be stockpiling the nasty on that defense. Mm-hmm. That would be, be a nice addition. But I don't know, man. I think I, I, I'm still hesitant to see whether or not Zach Brown can make lightning strike twice. Well, here's the deal is two things uh, to wrap up on Zach on my end. Um, cause I want to get back to that, that guy, Ryan Davis real quick. Um, you know, 
we we've all noticed it. Uh, Eric Herndon was saying, uh, you know, the the way that scheme lent itself, he should have those numbers, Zach Brown. And I agree. At the same time, you you gotta in that defense, you you, you gotta still execute it. Now, as far as Ryan Davis, the the reason I compare the two is, um, he he seemed to show he was a four year guy at Jacksonville. And it seemed like mm-hmm. his fourth year he got caught. And, and he had a nice interview again, John Murphy show. Uh, he had a nice interview over the phone. And he was mentioning how, like, when he was caught, he was kind of surprised. They asked him to move to a linebacker position from defensive end. He's like, you know, I'm standing back. And he thought he did fine. But apparently it wasn't good enough. So then he played with the Cowboys for a bit. And, uh, yeah, so. Free agent guy brought him in. A little weird. Um, he says his specialty is pass rushing. Yeah, that's what they all say. Spe- he he was speculating, or you know, Donald Jones actually let him in. You know, calling him more of a set the edge guy, and he's like, he kind of took offense to it and corrected him. So, um, it just seems like a guy where you know, or. Who who can execute what you're asking to do? Obviously, every player needs to do that. But, um, you know, you, you hear him talk. Another guy who sounds intelligent, loves playing the game of football. And I know it seems like the theme. Oh, he loves playing the game. Well, a lot of guys don't. And a yeah, lot of guys feel entitled. So, And a lot of guys will tell you that they do because they feel like that's what they're supposed to say. But they might not. Right. That, that's part of that's part of the that's part of the professional aspect of the game, though, is you got to always say the right thing too. And, and I want to leave a cliffhanger out there for the next podcast. Um, when you look at Sean McDermott's defense, one thing I got to say is, who's replacing Luke Keekley? You know what I mean? When they brought him in, and you and I were going to talk about Reggie Ragland next podcast because uh, we're, we're about to hit Facebook Live, and um, so. You know, really, that linebacker position, I'm curious to see if anything happens with that With by the time we podcast again. So we'll have more You are hard-pressed to find anyone in this league with that dude's motor. Okay, cool. Luke Keekley is fast as fuck and crazy. And I don't know if Reggie Ragan can be that guy. If anything, I thought Zach Brown could be that super fast dude. But I could be off right. my rocker. So that's I'm why hoping, I'm kind of like wildly lost on that. I'm hoping that Reggie has a huge debut. And we talked about this a little bit on our last podcast. Make sure you check it out. Um, and, you know, you said you said you're a little skeptical because of the severity of his injury. And you're not wrong. Um, and the, the other thing besides just how well does he recover from the injury? I got thinking about it. That rookie wall is going to come up really quick on him probably no, he's probably gonna get he's uh-uh. probably gonna get real tired i don't i, I don't agree at all i don't, agree I don't at know all. a no, full no. year away from the game no no not at all no you know why because i think the rookie wall happens because these guys are training so hard after their bowl game and then you're training for the combine you're doing all that hard work then your mini camps hit everybody wants to everybody Everybody is up your ass to get everything done. You got to make a good reputation. You got to be there, dude. No, that that's why that shit hits, man. I mean, mm, I, yeah, I, yeah, it's 
It's rough, man. That that pre-draft process is ridiculous. Um, pretty much. Did you uh, did you see what happened? Uh, you saw what happened to that cornerback, Sidney Jones, right? Towards ACL at his pro day. Last that repetition does, as well. That, that's like the ultimate kick in the balls, man. That's a six million dollar kick in the leg. Mm-hmm. That poor kid, man. Well, yo. We got to wrap this up. So find all of our stuff on numbillsfan.com. Our Facebook live show Wednesdays brought to you by billsforlife.com and Bills for Life, uh, you know, Bills Mafia group on Facebook. So check those guys out. And don't forget, punchdrunksports.com. Find me on Twitter at numbillsfan. And I'm on there, numbillsadamd. And make sure you check out our friends over at shadyrays.com. They got some hella dope sunglasses, including the LaShawn McCoy signature model. Uh, use promo code NumBillsFan at checkout and save 25% on your first order at ShadyRays.com. Word. And don't forget, check out, if you know Heather Simon, you know, see how you can help. And uh, we will keep you updated. Yeah, we will definitely get some information on that out in the coming days. So uh, we keep we an think eye out. there is something that's being set up if it isn't set up yet. So we just got to do a little more homework on it. All right. And our heart goes out to you again, girl. We're so sorry for your loss. Uh, yes. So, numbillsfan.com. Thank you. Subscribe. Yeah. Tell your friends. If you like us, please tell your friends. Interact with us on Twitter. We'll reply. We'll get back to you. Dave will reply. I'll, I'll see it three days later. <laughs> Pretty much. But I'm on Facebook a lot, so hit me up in the Bills Mafia group. All right. Ciao, ciao.